You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hey, Kate, what are you listening to? Oh, Bosom Buddies. Oh, is that a new podcast? No, it's a song from a musical. Oh, what's that from? Welcome back to What's That From? A podcast exploring musicals we don't know, but probably should. I'm Kate. And I'm Josh. And we realize we never introduce ourselves at the beginning of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So here we are. Nice to finally meet you. (laughs) Nice to finally meet you. Now that we're on our ninth episode? I think maybe. Wow. As I pull up my Instagram. Me too, I'm like, uh, uh, yes, episode nine. Nice. Oh, Almost to double digits. Wow. We got to do a big special for the, tenth, the Christmas special for the 10th episode. No, just kidding. This is the Christmas special. No, just kidding. <laughs> if you found yourself here, you may or may not already know that we are going to be exploring the musical MAME. M-A-M-E. A Christmas classic. They do sing one song about Christmas. <laughs> that does make it. The Christmas special. You know, I wanted to go with Annie, but we decided on Mame. <laughs> if you're saying what's that from to any song from Annie, <laughs> I I lose all respect for you. <laughs> Honestly, so true. Even the lesser known ones. <laughs> if you don't know what Herbert Hoover is from, you should just turn the podcast off now. <laughs> Kate, um, I think it might be your turn to do the 30 second plot challenge. I think you're right. 30 seconds on the clock. All right. So just uh, let me know when to start. Go. Okay. So there's a young boy. His father passes away and he has no other relatives except his sister. Her name's Mame. He sends the little boy to his auntie Mame. She's this rich, wealthy, aristocratic woman. She lives this lavish lifestyle, takes him on all these adventures, raises him badly, kind of. And then um, through a series of events, she ends up meeting a man who she ends up marrying. He ends up dying. And then she um, kind of keeps living her lavish lifestyle and little boy grows up. That was pretty good. Okay. That was pretty good. And you like, I felt like you elaborated on things too. (gasps) Thank you. I know I kind of I missed the end part where she's like, "You shouldn't marry that girl," and then he's like, "Ah," and then he doesn't. But like, that's literally the plot. Like, I don't even know what else to fill in. I don't really either. Like, now that I just explained that out loud, I'm like, it really is just like about her being like that aunt. Yeah, she's kind of like this like stylish woman of the twenties, and she's got this money, living this lavish lifestyle. She has like her circle of people, you know, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. She, and she has to take care of this little boy that she's never expected to happen to her life. Right. And she really ends up loving this little boy, too. Right. Like, he becomes her everything. Like, he, it's so sweet. Like, that the is sweet. between them, because I think she is kind of just like a like single woman who's older. And I think she just like never expected to have her life affected by this little boy who comes in and brings her so much joy. But then. She is kind of raising him like a little crazy. She like sends him to like this crazy, um, like eccentric school. She takes him to all these crazy places and does all this these amazing lavish things. And that's not really how his dad intended him to be raised, quote unquote. So then the trustee guy who like 
handles his dad's like trust comes and like observes how he's living and he's like i'm taking him away and then mame's like what no like i love that boy and then conveniently at the same time someone calls and is like mame your fortune is gone and she's like not all my things oh. and then she's like i don't even care about my things like i just love patrick is that his name yeah. patrick she's like i just love patrick and it's like so heartwarming because you'd never think like when they first introduce her, she's like throwing this huge party. She's like the talk of the town. And now she's like so humbled by this little boy. It's so sweet. And the musical spans like time-wise a long, like a wide range of time. Yeah, because like Patrick fully grows up. Right. But Mame, it ages not at all. <laughs> Which? She's eternal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, oh my gosh. Concept production? Let's do a production of Mame where Mame's a witch. Yeah, honestly, I would be living for that. She's just like pointing and like wreaths, like when they're doing We Need a Little Christmas, like Christmas trees. They're just poofing out everywhere. She's like brewing up a potion. She's ready. <laughs> yeah, no. Then, I mean, after she loses all of her money, she, I mean, she has a lot of like friends along the way that kind of like add their own little thing to the story. And eventually Patrick grows up, but he becomes a brat when he grows up. He's like going to marry this girl who is from this really bigoted family. That's just like, not to offend people from the South, but like from the like civil war Confederate South is where these like people are from. So they're very bigoted, closed minded, um, racist. And like Mame is like from the city, like super bohemian, like does whatever she wants, surrounds herself with people that like, are artistic and different and she's like super accepting. And so she like meets this family and she's like, ew, like I raised you and you're like going to marry these people that are this bigoted and close minded. And so then she, she like pulls the biggest dupe of them all. And she's like, I'll be nice for your wedding. And um, they do end up getting in a fight. But then at one point, I feel like I'm talking in a circle, but no, I'm following. There's this, uh, this maid kind of who's like kind of like an um i guess they're honestly like family her and her like two like i don't want to say servants but they're like a live-in like nanny to kind of also help with patrick like she kind of like came with patrick and she ends up getting pregnant because like influenced her yeah she's like go live your life like be like whoever you want to be and she's like a super quiet conservative person then she comes back and she's pregnant and she's like i listened to you and now i'm gonna have a baby and i'm not married which of course is like a big no-no for these like people that are closed-minded so then mame is like (laughs) mame buys the land next to this bigoted family's house buys their open like two acre land and she's like oh yeah i'm gonna build a home for women who are single mothers that like don't have like husbands <laughs> she said we give back yeah and like the um <laughs> the parents are like freaking out because they were like we don't want people that are like the wrong type moving in next door so we want to buy that property for patrick and our daughter and she was like jokes on you i already bought it and then like all these pregnant women come in the house and then of course the family is like we're not letting our daughter marry him and then it, it ends with like Mames uh, with Patrick and like his new wife who Mame actually introduces him to and their new son, like their little son. And she's taking him on a trip to like India. <laughs> I love it. And then like the story continues. Yeah. It's just like, she's going to take him on like these crazy worldly adventures and kind of feels like a Mary Poppins type trope. You know what I mean? Like just like the magical caretaker, you know what I mean? Like the yes. take around, take him around the world, like 
all the crazy adventurers. You know what I mean? She, it's kind yeah. of like that kind of trope. That's a good way to describe it. I feel like that's yeah. so accurate. Also because she does not age. Right. I'm like, yeah, I have no doubt that she will live through this entire child's life again. <laughs> I really love the poster a lot. Me too. Yeah, like the artwork. Yeah. And like, I also just feel like this show has, it's almost to me like Hello Dolly, where like it's just a vehicle for some older Broadway legend diva star to just live. I know. And that would be incredible to see now. Like there needs to be a revival. I think so too. And it's like the sweetest story. It was so silly and like so fun. I like the music. I did too. Yeah. And like, I mean, speaking of the music, so the, I mean, obviously, so it was written, the music and lyrics was written by Jerry Herman. Classic. Classic. Hello Dolly. Yes. So like, no wonder it gives Hello Dolly vibes. Right. So just like Jerry Herman, is he just like, I am going to put the aging Broadway diva on such a pedestal. <laughs> Literally. Yes, so I mean music and lyrics, and I read somewhere that it took him six months to write the music and lyrics, which I was like, it's not too long. Yeah, I was like, good for you. Yeah, put it together fast. (laughs) Yeah, because uh, I believe it was there was first a play. Yep. Oh, it's first. uh, It's first a book. Yes, a book, but then it was a Broadway play in 1956. Both the book and the play were both called Anti Mame. Right. And then. They were like, you know what would go great with this? Mame. <laughs> yeah. Music. Music. Yeah. So then they were like, let's uh, let's adapt this into a musical, which opened in 1966. Same year as Sweet Charity. Wow. What a good year for Broadway. Literally. Also kind of silly because it's like 10 years after the play. So it's just like, I feel like people could have seen the play and then been like, wait, this is coming back around? And then they'll like, see it and be like... Wait a minute, another song? This time with music. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love that transformation for them. That'd be yeah. such a, like a funny experiment now, I feel like, to do. Like, to have a play on Broadway, and then, like, a short amount of time after, like, the same thing, but with music. <laughs> Isn't it Bronx Tale? Wasn't Bronx Tale um, a play? Was it? I think so. I love that for them. I think so, I don't know. I think that's hilarious. Like, just as, like, a concept, I'm like, that makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, where's Doll's House Part Two, the musical? Where's the, <laughs> where's the Glass Menagerie, the musical? <laughs> that, I'm sure that exists somewhere. It probably does. There's probably a reason why it's not on Broadway. <laughs> it's not Mame quality. Yeah, you can't beat Mame. You, you can't beat Mame. <laughs> That's like the plot of the show. That's the tagline. Like that's what's written on the marquee. Is it's like Mame. Starring Angela Lansbury in quotes, New York Times. You can't beat Mame. Like that's like <laughs> that's a thirty second plot challenge. Yeah, literally. Have the resilience of this woman. <laughs> She's been through the most. Yeah. What was your favorite song? My favorite song was "It's Today." Mm. It's the one of the first songs. That's good. I've been thinking all day about it. So what do you think it is? I think it's either We Need a Little Christmas or Gucci's song. So good. Yeah. It's so good. 
I like bosom buddies too. I do too. Except the one thing about bosom buddies is I feel like it does go on for like way too long. Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. It just like keeps cycling through. I was like, we get it. (laughs) You have a lot of things you don't like about each other, but you're just saying it in a nice way. (laughs) It was the joke that kept on giving. It really was. Yeah, literally. Yeah. But I did. I thought the music was so fun and I think it, it gives me very big Broadway vibes. Yeah, I, it, I listened to it and was like, wow, I bet this had great costumes. <laughs> it was like one of those shows. You know, it was just so grand. So grand. And I feel like every scene is something different. Like, yeah. And also, so to, to bring it to this uh, special holiday edition of the episode, <laughs> I, uh, listening to it, I came to find out that um, it actually has nothing to do with Christmas. But We Need a Little Christmas is a Christmas special song. You know, like that song is iconic. And I liked that song because it was like literally at the peak of their depression when like everything was taken away from them. And she was like, okay, I know Christmas isn't until a whole month, but I think we need to set up for it now because we're all so sad and depressed and like this will bring us out of our depression. Is that not 2020? Relatable. We have been setting up for Christmas in July. Maybe. Let's do MAME, but set it in 2020. Oh my gosh. I feel like you could. And she's a witch. And she's a witch. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she she gets this little boy. She's like so excited. He gets taken away. COVID hits. <laughs> Her business shut down. Yeah. Then, yeah, and then she sets up for Christmas. That's how it's got to be. Broadway 2021. Broadway 2021, the revival of MAME with a whole new concept originated here at WTF B-Way. Yeah. Who do you think would be a really good MAME now? The only person that comes to my brain is Bernadette Peters. Yeah. <laughs> like, anytime I think of anyone, like, I'm like, I know she was Hello Dolly as well, but I'm just like, Bernadette. Yeah, I totally see that. I think Patty Lapone would be a good um, name, too, because I think she gives me, like, she gives me Crazy Ant vibes. Yeah. Especially her recent, like, Twitter and, like, Instagram and everything. Oh, totally. Her home videos give me Crazy Ant vibes. It was received pretty well. Yeah, it ran for a very long time. Won some Tonys for Angela Lansbury and um, Frankie Michaels for uh, Best Featured Actor and B. Arthur in, as a featured actress. And B. Arthur actually was also in the movie, which, nice. yeah, which is really good. If anyone has Amazon Prime, I'd highly recommend watching it. It's super cheerful and fun. But yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting that she, like, transcended space and time to be in both i was like what a queen and i also was like that kind of like it kind of reminds me of how in uh promises promises like that side character like do you know which one i'm talking about when we were talking about promises promises like the one yes. in the bar the one who won the tony award but like was only in that one part yes like yeah. i think like that's like b arthur's part like i feel like she's kind of she plays velma right is that her name i think so or verna something like that and um I feel like that's like the same. Oh, Vera. Vera, yeah. But she, um, I think it's the same thing. Like she has the power to take over so much of the musical, but she's like not the main part. But I was right, like, and she has such a she has such a unique voice too. Like it's just so like captivating. Yeah. You just want to hear where it's going next. She's like the baritone. Yeah, literally. Yeah, she's she was funny. She's funny in the movie too. But I was like, wow, good for you, girl. 
I wonder if that's like awkward. Like they're like, no one else um, from the Broadway show is going to be in the movie, but um, B booked it. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how Angela Lansbury felt. Yeah, love her too, though. I mean, she's had a great career. Yeah, she's star. It wasn't that like upset. I mean, maybe she. Sure. I don't know. But I mean, I, the, like the thing is, is um, in the movie it was Lucille Ball, which I think is like. She's a good name. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's probably easier to put like B in like the Vera character because like it's not, it, you can do that because you made Lucille Ball main. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of like you can make Andrew Rannells the guy in the prom because you made Meryl Streep the girl. Right. I mean, <laughs> Literally, I, I, I totally see that. Yeah. But I'm really like I. It does make me wonder. I know there was a. Uh, they did like an encore performance of it, I believe, in 2006 with Christine Bransky. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering why we haven't seen anything about it since. Like that's 14 years ago. That's a while ago. I know. Kind of makes me sad. But maybe I, it'll just come back like out of nowhere. And I guess in a world where Hello Dolly was like thriving, like I think you can never have Mame and Hello Dolly at the same time. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the cast would be the same. <laughs> they could just do alternate every night. You <laughs> like Angels in America part one and two, but it's like maybe just like interesting. <laughs> oh, like we have a lot of visions for Mame. I think we like really could make this happen. Just turn this podcast into like a producing company. <laughs> but only for productions of Mame. Like if you're yeah. know, only if you're interested in doing Mame. We'll get the right at what's at WTF underscore Broadway underscore Mame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is one of those things where, like, I feel like this is a musical that has like always existed in my mind, but I have had nothing to pair it with. Yeah, like, I, I I didn't even know any of the plot really, and honestly, what I'm coming to learn from this podcast is like I recognize a lot of these songs from Glee. I'm like, oh no, like, why do I recognize this? And I'm like, it's definitely because the Glee, the Glee cast saying it. You know what that means? Ryan Murphy likes Mame. So maybe Ryan Murphy should make Mame into a Netflix movie with Lady Gaga. <laughs> As Mame? As Mame. Okay, true. I feel like that could really be powerful. I would, I would pay a lot of money to watch it. Or as, or Meryl as Mame. <laughs> I totally see that too. Yeah, but I like this show because I let's see, it opened in 1966, and it ran for 1,508 performances. And it switched Broadway theaters too. Yeah, in the middle of the run. That's kind of awesome. They were like, "Oh no, the lease is up here, but we're moving down the block." <laughs> Me, I'm living the main life. <laughs> <laughs> In a New York apartment. <laughs> Embodiment of name. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, like, I really liked it. And, like, I think the more I sit with it, like, the more it marinates in my mind, the more it's I cute. like it. Yeah. It just What's, makes me um, good. What would you rate it? I think I'd give it, like, a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because I think, like, I... It, like makes me really happy. I think the music is great. 
I think that like the potential of the Broadway show is also great. Obviously it did really well. Um, but like, I feel like it's just like, it just like covers the surface. It's like a really heartwarming story about like a kid who like hangs out with his aunt, who's like really cool. Right. And like, but it's like that much else than that, but like, I don't think it needs to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. I it just felt like a, like a nice, cute, feel good, good music, Broadway. Yeah. I wonder why Mame, the character is not more of like an icon. I know. Like, I'm like, this woman is like 100% herself, 100% of the time. She like literally gives no cares about anything. She's just going about her day like always being true to herself i'm like why don't more people like i don't know i'm just like why haven't i seen like a mame themed drag performance i just oh yeah that'd be good i just like feel offended do you know what i mean yeah i'm like why are all these other characters icons but not mame there's this thing too where uh i'm just looking at a quote where it's like talking about how like the musical spans like the great depression world war ii all that stuff and her like famous motto mame's famous motto is life is a banquet and most poor sons of bitches are starving to death. <laughs> so we have no choice but to stand that motto. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mame's a queen. Mame's a queen. She really is. Who would be, you can't beat her. Who would be? You, you, you can't beat Mame. If I ever like, this will never happen. But if I ever crafted a sports team, I would name it Mame. <laughs> Not that I ever will. Yeah, but I think um, if you're looking for something that... And I do think it does give off holiday vibes. Like, I think the music, it, like, gives off, like, seeing a show at Christmas with your family vibes. Yeah, definitely. Like, I know We Need a Little Christmas is such a good Christmas song. But I also feel like all the other music kind of feels like like a joyful holiday energy. Yeah, I agree. So take a listen, all you at home. Yeah, all you at home. You could be listening to Elf. You could be listening to A Christmas Story, but... Why listen to the basic Christmas ones when you could just give Mame a listen? You know what I mean? You can't beat Mame. And I'm not even going to try to add to that. I'm just going to I'm gonna plug the old Instagram account. You know where to find us on the gram. It's going to be at WTF underscore B-Way. That's WTF underscore B-W-A-Y. We're going to take a week off? Yeah, we're going to take a little week off, actually. Right. We've been taking a few breaks here at the end of the year, but it's getting a little chaotic, so... <laughs> gotta regroup gotta spend the holidays doing whatever you're doing we wish you a very merry christmas a very happy holiday happy new year <laughs> see you next year at what's up from Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.